it's the show the establishment warned you about. And thank you for joining us today. This is Dr. Tommy's show, the most listened to morning show having to do with concierge medicine and free market medicine in the whole country with Tracy. Good morning. And we are proud to use Atlas ND for our EMR and also for our billing solution. If you want to learn how to use Atlas ND or learn more about Atlas ND, go to AskDrTommy.com, click on Special Offer for Atlas ND, and you can uh, use the only, as far as I know, the only software designed specifically for membership medicine, direct, con- direct primary care concierge medicine doctors. If you're out there and you want to try it for free, go to AskDrTommy.com, click on Special Offer for Atlas ND, and you can use it for free for 60 days, which is 30 days more than your regular free period because of a special deal that I worked. Special deal. You did. I just realized when I was doing this, my shoulders are so sore from Bit Club. Are your shoulders sore? Nope. Probably from their shoulder presses. No, but my tooth is sore from biting that sausage and having the fork in there. (laughs) And I didn't realize it. My goodness, I thought I broke my teeth off. Thank goodness you did. Gosh, I hurt so bad. I was so scared. I went in there and looked in the mirror and saw there was normal teeth and I was so relieved. That busy bad, day. Bad thing. Yes, we had a very busy morning. Busy morning. Got a busy show coming up. I uh, wanted to talk to you about some of the uh, free market medicine tips for the week. It's a new thing I have on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, if you're on Twitter, I mean, and you want to follow what I talk about, go to Tampa Direct Care, at Tampa Direct Care, and that's Echelon Health's Twitter account, which is basically my Twitter account. But anyway, free market tip. I give out free market medicine tips, and the free market medicine tip for this week is if you're paying for cash or if you're even not paying for cash for your medical um, prescription, um, even if you have a copay, you can use GoodRx. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always tell patients to um, compare your insurance price to uh, the GoodRx price because if it's a, a, a three, uh, the third tier medication um, on your, you know, your um, your prescription benefits, it might be a forty-five dollar copay. Yeah. And GoodRx can um, sometimes you know match that and make it better. Sometimes you know some of these medicines are so inexpensive they're actually free at Publix. Uh, I know of Publix. There may be other places that do it, but for instance, uh, Metformin's free at Publix. Singulair, which used to be not until recently uh, was a brand name only, is now generic monolucast, which you can use for allergies, in addition to or in place of antihistamines and asthma. That's pretty amazing. It's free at Publix. That's amazing. I remember taking Singulair um, when I had United Healthcare, and it was a $35 prescription for me. Now it's free at Publix. So there's GoodRx, there's Publix, there's probably other other stores probably have their own free antibiotics, a lot of free antibiotics at Publix. Mm-hmm. Normal- I'm not sure of any other pharmacies that offer free antibiotics. Now they will offer it for, you know, 3 or $4. Yeah. But really, you, Publix is a, a great place to, well, shop for one thing, but to get your prescriptions also, great yeah. prices. So if you're interested in trying GoodRx, just go to GoodRx.com or you can download the app. But yeah, if you're paying cash or you have a high deductible or even if you have a, like Tracy was saying, a copay that may be more expensive than, you know, a few bucks, then give it a shot and see what happens. And it's free to use. It's free to use. And they give you a little um, barcode that you can show on your phone or you can, they have cards too you can get. Mm -hmm. We have cards here in the office. Anyway, all of our patients that need to are familiar with GoodRx. 
this past week we had a uh, a what do we call it a uh, psychopath killer in Texas um, who killed some people who were praying in church and his name is Devin Kelly he's apparently a 26 year old uh, person who killed them or was killed actually killed himself after being shot by a mm-hmm. local resident after going on his rampage and there's some more stuff coming out about him I don't know if you had a chance to see this I haven't so what is it? Texas church gunman Devin Kelly escaped from mental health facility in 2012. Oh no, I did not know that. Yeah. So it says here the gunman. I don't know why they call him a gunman. Anyway, gunman sounds like he give him some type of credibility. He's a killer, murderer who killed 26 people in, at a church in Texas. Escaped from a mental health facility in 2012, at least a year before he purchased some of the guns he had on him during Sunday's killing spree. This is from the UK Telegraph. I find that a lot of times if you want to find news that uh, has been filtered by the uh, American media, if you want to find a, a better way, actually to go across the pond, even for breaking news. So the Telegraph is one of them that I found in the past that's useful. So this is from the Telegraph. This may be reported now in the American news, but I'm not sure. It probably has been. But I like the Telegraph because it, it tends to give you more insights without the filters. Uh, Devin Kelly committed suicide after opening fire in Sutherland Springs, attacking a church where his in-laws regularly worshipped. His grandmother-in-law was among his victims. On- I'm sorry, what was that? His mother-in-law? His grandmother-in-law. His grandmother-in-law. Oh, I did not know Remember that. he wanted to kill his in-laws, apparently. Yes, I know. I knew that she, the, uh, his uh, in-laws attended this church, but I did not know that um, one of the... Yeah, one he, of killed, the, the he died- killed his grandmother-in-law. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. not very he escaped from the peak behavioral math health. I'm sorry. He escaped from the peak behavioral health services in Sunland Park, New Mexico, and was forced reported missing by one of the facility's employees at around 11:20 p.m. on June 12th. I'm sorry, June 2012, according to a police report from the El Paso Police Department, first obtained by Houston's Channel 2 News. The employee told police that Kelly was quote a danger to himself and others and had already been caught sneaking firearms onto Holloman Air Force Base, according to the report. The area around the site of the mass shooting is taped off in Sutherland Springs. Uh, The employee said that Kelly was attempting to carry out death threats that he had made on the military chain of command. Kelly was later located at a Greyhound. This is back in 2012. Okay. Kelly was later located at a Greyhound bus station. The employee told police Kelly planned to escape by catching a bus out of New Mexico. The incident occurred just months before Kelly was convicted of fracturing his stepson's skull and assaulting his wife. A jury at Holloman Air Force Base in uh, Al- Alamogordo, Al- I'm pronouncing it wrong, Alamogordo, New Mexico, gave tw- Kelly a 12th month sentence after pleading guilty to attacking his wife and the baby, said a former head of Air Force prosecutors, retired Colonel Don Christensen. He received a dishonorable discharge from the Air Force. Questions are now being asked as to how he was able to obtain background, past background checks when he purchased two firearms, two weapons in San Antonio's sporting goods store despite his history. The Air Force said on Monday it had failed to submit the records to the federal backgrounds check system. The Air Force said yes. that? Okay. Of the 20 people wounded in the shooting, 10 are still in critical condition, officials said. So just a little update in case you didn't know what happened. Okay, so um, the Air Force failed to submit this information. So yeah. when the background check was done, none of this came up. 
right, right? which is why they he was allowed to well that's just, one of the reasons i mean really the question is is a person who's who fractures a skull of a 12 month old mm -hmm. should they be out walking around this happened in 2012 it's 2017 by my math that's five years mm -hmm. now if i go out and fracture the skull of a 12 month old I'm not expecting to be uh, uh, doing the Dr. Tommy show next week or in five years. Right, you should be sitting in prison rotting. Hopefully. So how does he? How did he get out after 12 months? Well, that's the, that's what the sentence was, 12-month sentence. You know, we recently had this thing in Pasco County, unfortunately, where there's this uh, pedophile, uh, alleged pedophile in Pasco County who um, was busted for child pornography. Pasco County, Hillsborough, I'm sorry, Pasco County Transportation right. Supervisor. right was busted for child pornography. Yes, he was. Um, he worked for Pasco County Transportation, mm -hmm. and um, it was a, there was a two-year investigation. Um, so he was into child pornography, and he was actually molesting his, from what I understand, he was molesting his... Uh, he was molesting children. He was molesting children. Um, two of them, I think maybe his brother's two children, and, and then plus one that lived in the house. And um, this was known by his secret taped messages he's having with this yes i read some of the record the messages that um you know back and forth with this undercover investigator this man was is a sick individual um he you know i'm not even going to repeat everything that this man said on the the it makes me nauseous but anyway um yeah and he lived with his father mm -hmm. and maybe his brother too i can't remember um, I hope he um, so yeah gets um, death um, capital so, punishment. I believe so is what these type of people should get. Let's say in two years this guy's out and does something bad, mm -hmm. something else bad. Let's say he gets sentenced to two years in prison or mm -hmm. ten or whatever, and then he gets out. Uh, I mean, what you know, Donald Trump got in trouble last week. I think it was. I think it was around the time of. Can't remember what it was. Anyway, he was alluding to the fact that the the. Uh, the justice system was a joke. Mm -hmm. He said something about it being to the joke. And then a lot of people piled on him and said, uh, what are you talking about? There's no way that's not presidential. And uh, one of the people that piled on uh, or not piled on criticized him was Michael Medved. And he said, uh, you know, you shouldn't say that. Uh, Michael Medved's conservative. He said, you shouldn't say that. Uh, you shouldn't say the judicial system's a joke. But is it? Is it not? We know. Everyone knows it is. The majority of people know that it is a joke. People go to prison for reasons I think are ridiculous. It's, you know, and then there are people that um, should get more prison time, don't get prison time. Like this yeah. man, 12 months for fracturing the skull of an infant? Yeah. So is it is it a joke? I don't know. Maybe we should maybe we shouldn't just be so quick to discount uh, criticisms of the judicial system. Maybe we shouldn't be so quick to just uh, fall in line and say, no, you can't do that. You you can't criticize. Because anytime you hear people say you can't criticize, you always you wonder why. Well, why can't you criticize? I mean, what what is the harm of criticizing? Right, we can criticize, and we know that um, the judicial system is not fair. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I just think about people who are in jail now for uh, uh, smoking marijuana. Smoking maybe? marijuana. How many people are in jail right now, prison, for either smoking or selling a, a plant that grows out in the ground mm -hmm. without killing anybody? They didn't force it. They didn't tax anybody and say, if you don't buy it, we're gonna we're gonna make you. Uh, Pay fines for it. They didn't go to their house and hold a gun to their head and say, "Buy this drug and smoke it." Now, if you, if it's maybe you shouldn't smoke marijuana. Maybe that's bad for you. 
But either way, is it do people in prison? I mean, so maybe we should be more critical of the Justice Department right. or justice right. system. Right. So this um, Devin Kelly guy should still be sitting in prison. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think Somebody so. Somebody who beats on babies, I mean, why children, they? Yeah. they those type of people cannot be rehabilitated. Just the same as a, a pedophile cannot be rehabilitated, in my opinion. And there's more. This guy comes out that he's got a lot of different. This is some other stuff. Uh, um, this he's got a long history of being a a, a, a miscreant. I mean. This is in 2014. This is just from the Daily Mail, another British newspaper. Uh, this is 2014. This is from, uh, let's see the name of the article. The name of this article is, scroll back up. Sorry. I cannot imagine something worse happening. Colorado gunship, gun shop owner who sold Devin Kelly two firearms speaks out and says he passed a background check both times. So if you scroll down, there's this long article and they have this timeline. And this is from dailymail.com on uh, UK Daily Mail, just Google it. And it says, uh, okay, so here's in 2014, uh, cops are called to Kelly's parents' home in New Braunfels, Texas after 10 p.m. one night after his girlfriend, 19-year-old Danielle Shields, texted a girl friend a message stating that her boyfriend was abusing her and her arms were red. Uh, Shields said Kelly had told her to pack a bag. Uh, when deputies arrived, people were told there was a misunderstanding. Uh, he marries her um, later in April. He's kicked out of the Air Force on April 10th. Um, you know, it just goes on. At some point, uh, she divorces him, I guess. I don't know. It, it's anyway. So he it's, is I'm, divorced right now. Is, well, that, so, is that right? Let me see. Well, obviously, I mean, I'm saying the, the wife. I have not heard the wife or ex-wife, whatever she has come for. No, have I don't you? think he is divorced from her. It says 2017. At some point this year, Kelly and his wife move in with his with parents in New Braunwells, Braunfels, Texas. With her parents? Mm-hmm. Kelly and his wife move in in his right, Kelly and his wife move in his uh, this is, is written wrong. Move in with his parents, I guess is what it move says. Move in with his parents. I guess it's it says Kelly and his wife move in his with parents. I don't know. Okay. Well it sounds like they move in with yeah. his parents. Okay. And, you know, so it just goes on to, on on this person is a, a sick sick person that should have been uh you know dealt with appropriately a long time ago breaking a skull of a child I don't know and then you go onto uh, the internet and first thing is uh, oh Chelsea Handler you know who she is unfortunately she's a comedian yes and so she says that Republicans are to blame. Republicans are most definitely to blame. Yeah, definitely. NRA too. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's blame everyone else except for the shooter himself. Yeah. So the NRA actually had a hand in the shooting. Did you know that? Tell me how. Because they allowed him to get a gun. No. Um, because they the NRA does. They NRA is a lot. support is gun a, laws. Well, NRA is a private group, National Rifle Association. Uh, there's some people out there who believe the NRA is a terrorist organization. Because they they promote uh, use of firearms. Mm-hmm. I, see, I say they would pr- promote responsible use of firearms. Right. See, the way I see it, and I know not a lot of people see it this way. This man, Derek Kelly, um, he was shot by somebody who had a firearm. To me... Guess so who th- that guy was, though? He was just a, a plumber guy, he right? was a, He was a plumber now. Just he was a, a former NRA instructor. Oh, he was? I didn't yes. know that. 
So okay. the NRA did have a, uh, a hand in this. They killed the guy. Okay. There but was somebody who was trained and the NRA killed this that's guy. That's the perfect reason, though, why you we are allowed to have a gun for self-defense. And this man helped. This guy who, how, how many, he could have killed a lot more than 26. It's yeah. terrible that 26 people died. But thank goodness that man was around. Yeah. One of the things I want to talk about is concealed carry permit. Should you carry a, a, a firearm? I don't know. Should Should Chelsea Handler carry one? I think not. I think she's not smart enough to carry one. She should not carry a weapon, and I don't she think should she's not smart have enough. security. No, uh, well, she can have security <laughs> if she wants. She should definitely not carry a concealed firearm. I don't Some think she's shouldn't. intelligent enough to carry a firearm. Uh, intelligent meaning understands how guns work in that manner enough to carry a firearm. If she's so uh, un unhinged and uh, irresponsible. Well, she would not want to do that anyway. Ret- an entire group of people, approximately 50% of the population, uh, for one sick uh, person killing a bunch of people. Anyway, back to the point is, who should carry what? Well, the first thing you should do if you carry a concealed firearm is apparently not be mentally ill. That's right. an idea. Mentally ill or otherwise a uh, person who is uh, antisocial or things like that. So that's one thing. I mean... Clearly, this guy should have never been out of prison after fracturing the skull of a child. Mm-hmm. And then he shouldn't he shouldn't have owned guns, obviously. You know, in a proper society, he'd have been dealt with. Well, you know, I am confused about the fact that, I mean, okay. in a, in a, I think he would have been dealt with. I mean, so, I think anybody, I mean. The um, Air Force neglected to um, share that information that he had spent time in a mental facility, yeah. right? Now, the arrest record, though, should have came up still, right? I think, I know. So maybe that's the point is maybe there should be more due diligence in people who are walking around in our world who are criminals and broke the law for all types of things, uh, for buying guns, for just being out there. Why is a guy who's a, who, who fractured the skull of a 12-month-old out on the streets five years later? Why is that? Right. How is that uh, a useful uh, – I mean, we, we spend a lot of money apparently on courts. How is that a useful expenditure of our court system is to allow this dude to be out on the – I guess everybody has their uh, day in court. But anyway, back to concealed carry. So who should carry pe- people who are uh, not uh, mentally ill or mentally unstable? Uh, people who are uninformed about guns. So Chelsea Handler, for instance, should not have a firearm. I would think that if she had one, she may shoot one of her friends because she's apparently um, has that little understanding of how weapons work. So she should not have one. But uh, but that, to that point, people who carry should be... Um, very skilled at carrying as part of what the NRA does. The NRA sponsors instructional uh, leagues, or not leagues, but classes for people to learn how to. Right now, in order to get your carry um, permit, you do have to take a class. Yes, you do. You do have to go to a class in Florida. Now, right. now here's the thing. So um, Now, what about other states? Can you just go and, let's say, for Texas, Texas for instance, you're not required to take a class I'm not and, sure. and learn um, how to operate guns? I know when I you know, got my permit, uh, I don't know, maybe over a year ago, I had a... Um, private class Mm -hmm. there was i think only four people in the class so it was you know a lot of Mm one-on-one time and there was various guns that he had and then we went to the gun range and he showed us how to shoot and we discussed safety um i know other states must do that well if they do or they don't that's their business but i think the proof of the pudding is who what is the safety record of those states Mm -hmm. so in arizona for instance they have open carry Mm -hmm. so you have to say is arizona more dangerous than chicago for firearms, 
I don't think so. No, firearms are actually legal and uh, largely legal in Chicago, and yet you will be happening every very day. likely to be potentially killed by a firearm if you're killed in Detroit. I'm sorry, Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, laws should be applicable. But so the most important thing is is does the NRA that um, I forgot who is it blame the NRA. May have been our conscience of America, Jimmy Kimmel, the new conscience of America. Anyway, someone blamed the NRA. I mean, it's probably a lot of people blame the NRA. So the NRA, so you look at the National Rifle Association, group of people, very, um, very pro-safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, does the NRA promote uh, people owning firearms who aren't capable of owning firearms? No. Yes, definitely not. So the NRA is very pro-safety. And so if the... It, one of the things that you have to do is, as an individual, either an organization, is you have to be able to exercise common sense outside of the law. If the law says you have to do this or you have to do that, you still have to have common sense. Right. So if the law doesn't say, look, uh, if you have children around the house, you shouldn't leave loaded weapons just laying around and never tell the children what's going on. Right. Is that common sense? Most definitely not. Now, we've talked to uh, Kaylee about guns, and I always had a gun. You know, I slept with a gun, a shotgun by the bed when, um, you know, my Madison was younger. So my girls, I've spoken to both of them. They know not to ever touch a gun. I, You know, we don't hide it, you know, somewhere and, you know, pretend like it's not there. You have to, you know, you have to discuss things like that with your family members if you're going to have a gun in the home. That's the other thing, then. So you have to be able to, from yourself... If you're going to have a weapon or a gun, you're going to have to be able to know how to use it yourself and then be able to exercise the appropriate level of supervision in your home. Right. So if you, um, you know, you'll oftentimes hear about kids that shoot themselves with weapons and then blame uh, other people for it. Well, who's to blame for that? If you if you have a gun and you're irresponsible and someone kills himself with your gun or injures himself, who's responsible? All the other gun owners or you? Right. What happens, I think, is when the, when the, you hear about children finding guns in the home, uh, you know, I don't know for sure, but to me it always sounds like the children never knew that a gun even existed, right. and then they just found, they came, you know, they found right. it in a box somewhere, and they're, like, intrigued. Well, you know, here's an interesting thing about that. There was a thing, I think it was on, it was on one of these news channel TV, news magazines, maybe it was Dateline, I can't remember. Anyway, it shows that, so there's this hidden camera in this room, and these kids are exposed to a gun. Okay, so there's a hidden hidden, hidden camera in the room uh, that is set up, the kids are set up, they're not told what's going on, they're not told they're being recorded, and an adult goes in there and they say, all right, kids, go into the room, uh, just behave, don't do anything wrong, we'll be right back. So the kids go in there. So there's two groups of kids. One group of kids are kids who are exposed to guns, mm-hmm. whose parents own guns potentially. Somehow or another, they've been exposed to guns. Mm-hmm. Another group of kids is uh, kids who've not been exposed to guns mm-hmm. for whatever reason. It, the parents don't like them. They just never had the opportunity. Anyway, so that they go in there, and uh, there are two groups of kids. So there's a there's a weapon on the on the table, I believe it is, an unloaded weapon, safe weapon, mm-hmm. used for you know just a prop only but it's there it looks like a real gun so they let the kids in there who have never touched a gun and then they let the kids in there who have been exposed to guns guess which kids group of kids picked up the gun and started trying to shoot each other with it yes the ones that are not exposed right they're like oh wow what is this This is cool they don't know anything about it you know they don't know that it can call it can kill them right anyway i remember watching that video but you know, you have to you have to be able to be in a situation where you're comfortable with your child, you know, enough to talk to your children about it. If you're going to have a gun in the home, or if you're going to carry a gun, yeah. 
And, and if you're going to carry one, you have to be responsible about it. And if you're going to own one, you have to be responsible. But I can tell you one thing. I am very happy that this person uh, has been checked out of the world. I just wish they would have checked them out a little bit quicker. I wish someone could have checked them out a little bit quicker. Yes, it's a good thing that uh, we don't have to. I mean, he's gone. He's It's over with. And uh, thank goodness for the man that took him out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know he ultimately took himself out, but, you know, he, he was bleeding a, a, anyway, bleeding a lot and probably would have died. Speaking, Anyhow, of, speaking of killers, uh, did you hear your uh, friend here, Stephen Paddock? Not your friend, but huh. the Las Vegas shooter, Stephen Paddock. This he is from mental issues. Fox News. This is from one day ago. Las Vegas shooter, Stephen Paddock, family, comma, family battle, mental illness issues, comma, legal troubles. And it just says, as authorities continue to remain tight-lipped about the elusive motive behind Las Vegas massacre, a picture is emerging of the shooter and his family battling mental issues, run-ins and run-ins with the law, and verbal outbursts. Las Vegas Sheriff Joseph Lombardo said in a wide-ranging interview last week, quote, it is strange, the issues that are coming to light as we interview the family further and further. Quote, as far as the family being of sound mind, comma, that is yet to be determined, Sheriff Joseph Lombardo. Uh, Lombardo said Eric Paddock, the brother of shooter Stephen Paddock, who killed 58 and wounded nearly 500 others on October 1st, mm-hmm. made a series of, quote, manic statements to the media outside his home in the days after the Las Vegas attack. You have to remove some of it, obviously, because it's his brother that has created the largest shooting in our history, Lombardo said. But he added, quote, that Eric continues to talk and continues to, I would describe, dig a hole. You can see that there is something associated with the family. Weeks after the attack, Bruce Paddock, Stephen's 59-year-old brother, was arrested in Los Angeles on suspicion of possessing child pornography. Wait, which brother? This is a different brother, yeah. So weeks after the attack, Bruce Paddock, Stephen's 59-year-old brother, was arrested in Los Angeles on suspicion of child pornography and reportedly lashed out at a staff at a nursing home. In a complaint by the Los Angeles County Deputy District Attorney, specified that between January 1st and August 30th of 2014, Bruce Paddock knowingly possessed more than 600 images of child or youth pornography involving use of a person under age 18 engaging or simulating sexual conduct. A police statement said Paddock came under investigation after evidence was discovered inside a business in the Sun Valley area of the city where he had been a squatter. The evidence was discovered after his eviction. Bruce also banned from a nursing home after reportedly screamed at staff and, the, and threatened the staff there, including at least one threat to kill, blah, blah, blah. In another incident, Paddock broke into a facility center and blocked himself in a room screaming, quote, get the F out of my way or I'm going to kill you when an employee... So this guy shouldn't have a gun either. No. So this is his brother, Bruce. And if he does get a gun and he kills somebody, it's not Republicans' fault or NRA's fault. It's his fault. He should not be carrying a gun. Um but the thing is, you said, and Eric is the one that um, we watched speak on camera. In Orlando. And he said that he is blown away. He was completely surprised that yeah. his um, his brother um, would do this. And then Lombardo says, Lombardo said, he added that Eric, quote, continues to talk and continues to, I would describe, dig a hole. I don't know if that means for him or for the whole family. I don't know. Interesting. Anyway, moral of this story is... Uh, we live in a dangerous world, and you cannot uh, isolate yourself from psychopaths. You can't protect yourself if you so choose. And if you're Chelsea Handler or any other uh, comedian out there, uh, maybe think twice before you start running your mouth about blaming entire segments of the population for yeah. something. You know? Anyway. Uh, what else? So I wanted to talk about... Um, 
Uh, oh, we talked about Thanksgiving's coming up and uh, Thanksgiving holiday is my favorite holiday. What my second, you? my second favorite holiday. You know, Halloween I love. Yeah, um, it's just a fun time. But uh, Thanksgiving, I I like it. I enjoy it. I, I like to bake and cook. So we just made our list, our um, menu yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think it was or the day before. So I think it was yesterday because Kaylee she wants banana pudding and macaroni and cheese. I, I like Thanksgiving the most because I just think it's a it's a fun time when you can sit around and be with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas is fun too, but I I, I kind of get turned off by the whole. Not turned off, but it seems like a lot of it gets consumed by uh, materialism. Not well, necessarily in our family, but you know, in general, it's about what did you get, what are, you know, what are you going to buy, and blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. I think Thanksgiving doesn't have that. No, Thanksgiving is like you said. It's um, you know, you, you get to bake together and cook together, and then you enjoy eating together and good conversation, and it's a mm-hmm. relaxing day. And this year, we're staying at home. We're not going to even we're not going to travel anywhere, which I'm excited about. Yeah, my mom's not so happy about it. No, but, she isn't. Well, she, you know, said it's not going to be the same. We can do a live feed. <laughs> yeah, oh, that'd be great. We should do that. <laughs> no, we should. I think in the future that might be something that's very common. You know, they talk about that's this so holographic impersonal. imaging. It is impersonal, but if you can't do it, you know, they're talking about holographics. You know, they have um, they've had concerts now with holograms of like Michael Jackson. Uh, I believe they had one of. Um, well, they had one of Ronnie James Dio, and they're actually going to do a tour with Ronnie James Dio's hologram playing on stage with a live band. Huh. But I think in the future, I think it will be, I think we talked about this before. We did. They're going to have, this is my prediction for the future, and this would be actually cool, I think. Imagine if you had in your house a room which was a a, a room that was a... Um, basically a room where you could teleport people to holographically so let's say in your room you had a room where you had a technology available to import your parents or your loved ones from a different um, part of the country into the room and have them almost like you can import their whole living room in there and then you could go in there and interact with them and they would interact with you in their room and I think within not very long that's going to be a, a possibility where you could like your parents or your your mom and your dad and everybody is going to be up in Zephyr Hills. Mm-hmm. We could say, okay, we're going to set y'all up in the in the teleporter room or whatever, and then teleport that whole setting in there with the sound and everything, and then teleport ours in there. Or anyway, you could interact with them. You know, that's very well. You, I mean, we can the technology Skype. is almost there already. You know, you can Skype and you can FaceTime. So yeah. you know, I can be FaceTiming with my nephew. He likes to FaceTime me all the time. I know. And my niece and. You know, so I guess, you know, what you're saying could possibly happen. I think it will happen. I don't know. But anyway, I am excited for Thanksgiving and um, and then Christmas. But, you know, Christmas, it, it can become very commercialized. And mm. um, But anyway, I do the, you know, buy the four gifts, you know. Um, if, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed for Christmas, you have so many things to buy. Yeah. Just do the the four gifts for your children. I do. It's something you want, something you need, something to read, and something to wear. And I've done that with, with my children the last two years. Okay. The very first year, they were like, oh, no, we don't want to do that. And then after Christmas, I said, so what did you guys think? And they are like, oh, they were fine with it. Say it again. Something your child wants, something they need, something to read, and something to wear. So they want a four-wheeler. They need toothpaste. They can read 
uh, free to choose by Milton Friedman. And then what's the last thing? <laughs> Something to wear. Something to wear. Socks. And I obviously don't buy That'd my, I don't usually Christmas. buy my children clothes without them being there. So I'll get them gift cards, you mm -hmm. know, for uh, one of their favorite department stores. And then books, I, I mean, I don't, I don't buy them just one book. I'll buy them several books. And then something they um, need or want, you know, I don't know. They seem to be happy with it, but it definitely takes out the stress of, you know, buying, you know, 10 to 15 gifts. Yeah. And it narrows it down too. And then you can always draw names. You know, my family, um, we draw names my, with my brother and my sister and their spouses. And that mm -hmm. way you, and we have a limit of $35. And then that way you buy, uh, you're buying one gift versus buying a gift for everyone. Yeah. That's, that's, I like that. Where you do that. So you, you put in names and you draw one. Yeah. And then someone else draws one. And so you buy for somebody else. And then you don't tell them who bought for what. Right? Or you do, do a, later. It's a secret Santa. So later, you know, it always comes out in the end. But um, anyway, it's just nice to buy one really personal gift. Mm -hmm. Then going to the store and buying eight gifts for, you know, you don't even yeah. know what they want. But this way, you know, you buy one really nice special gift. I mean, you can find a gift for $35. And that's a reasonable price. Mm -hmm. And anyway, that's the way we've been doing it for many years. Yeah, I like it. So uh, for the song of the week is going to be Time by Pink Floyd off Dark Side of the Moon. But it's a special version because I actually made a come. I uh, I edited the movie. It's actually a short film called "An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge," written by Ambrose Bierce, and it was made into a short film. Um, and I took that film, and I um, I think it's Robert Enrico made it the film, and it was actually. I think it was season four of the Twilight Zone. It was included as one of the episodes, even though it's not a Twilight Zone, because it is kind of eerie. And it was included as a episode of the Twilight Zone, even though it wasn't a Twilight Zone produced thing. Anyway, so it's called a Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. And I took it from, uh, I think it was like 23 minute short film, and I made it about seven minutes. But I made it as a soundtrack. Where I made I made the film with a soundtrack of... Uh, time from Pink Floyd from Dark Side of the Moon. So that's what our song of the week is. And for all of you out there listening, especially all of the people on the front lines of healthcare, keep your chin up. And uh, if you ever need any help uh, trying to figure out how to get out of your uh, uh, system based uh, practice and you want to get out, let me know and we'll help you out. Or go to askdrtommy.com, click on physicians. But for all of you out there fighting the good fight, keep up the good work. You know who you are, all the PAs, nurse practitioners, and doctors. And then um, for all of you out there who are listening, we really appreciate it. Uh, whether you completely agree with us or not, it doesn't matter. I just want to uh, maybe open your minds, if you don't agree with us, to some different options that are out there. Always trying to be respectful, though, except for Chelsea Handler. I don't respect you. And uh, She's going uh, to cry herself at yeah. tonight. And then um, <clears throat> follow us on iTunes or follow us on YouTube, and you subscribe on both, and you can listen to podcasts or watch it or watch the video. Until next time, bye-bye.